So for the longest time, I didn't know that you could have a love story without having a love triangle. Even when I grew up and I would have my own love story, I was like, hey, wait, where's the third person? That's so <laughs> how, how is this going to work? <laughs> Unless two people are crazy about it. You're like, oh, it doesn't feel right if there's no third person. <laughs> I know. Where is this other person brooding over me? Where is this person? Yeah. Well, jokes aside, but that was truth. It's not a joke. I actually believe that all love stories are love triangles thanks to most of the Indian movies. That funny person, ladies and gentlemen, is your host, <laughs> Tanvi. <laughs> and for me, a love triangle was always stressful to watch because love triangle, obviously, there's always this one person, whether it's a man or a woman, who loves one person more than the other person loves back. So for me, it's, it was always like, I would just literally scream at the screen going, oh, move on, you know, he or she doesn't love you anymore. Or so I would literally be like, oh my God, so stressed. I would want to like shake that person and be like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that reason of voice is your host number two, Flo. Welcome to another episode of Moolwala Podcast and today we are talking about our the movie was made in 1982 and it was directed by Mahesh Bhatt. It stars Kulbushan Kharbanda, Shabana Azmi, Smita Patil, Raj Kiran and Rohini Hattangari. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the last name of hers, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. And the Prime Minister of India, of course, was Indira Gandhi. And the music was given by Jagjit Singh and Chitra Singh and also Homi Mulan. Alright, the story is about this couple and the husband ends up having an extramarital affair and walks out of his marriage and how these three people are entwined and what happens, does he come back to the wife or not? Uh, the movie is inspired by Mahesh Bhatt's real life and it was written by him as well as are most of his initial directorial movies. So, after Silsila, it's art. It's like extra metal affair galore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so interesting, right? Love triangles. You know, some of them include uh, married people. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Not really. But the difference in between this and uh, Silsila is that the love over there was there before and then they happen to meet again after being married. However, here he is married and he meets the girl, like the other woman, Smita Patil, while he's married. So that's the grave dif- difference. And the second one is like, in the first one, Amida Bachchan is not an asshole. Whereas in this one, <laughs> Kulbushan Karbanda is like the asshole of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, he is. There's no redeeming factor for him. Oh God, no redeeming factor whatsoever. Like... Oh, I hated him. And he was in Silsila as well, right? He plays uh, Jaya Bachchan's brother. Ah, right. Yeah. So, but this was a casting coup as well because apparently there was a rivalry between Smita Patil and Shabana Azmi. Okay, I didn't know that. They were always like pitted against each other. Yeah, back in the day, like they were the two art house, like, like, you know, it was always like, are you going to cast Smita Patil or Shubana Azmi? And they were always like, you know, pitted against each other. And when Mahesh Bhatt did this casting, Shubana Azmi was, you know, concerned. Like, she was not concerned. Sorry, Smita Patil was concerned. 
and shavana azmi was a little like you know why is her role you know you're kind of redeeming her even though she's an other woman and i think mahesh bhat just said like you know go with my vision and you know you'll be happy in the end how your role turns out so don't worry about smita's role just and she trusted him although she, uh, you know she and she has addressed it and i was reading this book on smita patel and it was not naturally it's not a biography but everybody around her said that she she was very secure she didn't have any issues apparently oh yeah she seemed like that yeah she lived life in her own terms as well so yeah but it's i like but i always say like because it was not in her own words it's very easy to you know just uh, glorify the person and be like oh yeah she was cool and she was fine and nothing was ever like worrying her <laughs> so i always take that with a grain of salt but yeah but great casting and very very different from silsila right it's completely different and the direction also right? like even visually also the movie is completely different so when you were to- you were talking about art house cinema this is as art housey and as parallel cinema-ish it gets especially in terms of indian cinema in the 80s especially there was this huge difference between mainstream and parallel cinema and this when you if you look at it you know you will know that this defines 80s parallel cinema though the entire genre because the feel and the look of it everything was very you know very typical of parallel cinema yeah. and and we had just finished watching silsila and silsila was all about yash chopra and bright colors and you know gorgeous people gorgeous hair and everything and this was very real so yeah there was a big difference between silsila and this yeah oh yeah like that is like a you know i want to straight up start with fashion because you know what i was going to say in your follow up is about fashion because their clothes seemed so worn in you know as compared to jaya bachar and her rekha sarees and luscious hair and lipstick and all that over here they are real like you know shivana azmi has no makeup when she's crying you can see her like dark circles and tears and everything and same with smita patel like you know even though she's shown as an actress she's wearing wearable clothes she's like you know you can tell that in 80s people didn't have these ball gowns and designer clothing yes very true it was very true to that time right because even when we look back at all those so called red carpet photos that we you know that people dig out from the archives you look at them and it, and they're just wearing like very attainable clothes you know it wasn't like now yeah. every designer you know trying to clothe the actresses so here smita patel is an actor but she still wears clothes which are very relatable but a little different you know from shabana who's just a regular woman yeah and shabana's sarees right like very earthy cotton sarees it was very 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 uh, real you know they show as a lower middle class you know couple they are not affluent but they are not like they're hand to mouth basically i think they are middle middle class right maybe lower but when they get the house they're kind of a middle class 80s middle class but it's not even their house right like he's given her like uh, smita patel has given him the money to like go buy a wife a house so they are literally hand to mouth unless somebody gave them the money yeah else they would have been on the streets because he lost his job yeah. right so the clothing showed that the way they were living and you could tell how uh, the decor of smita's house versus the decor of uh, shabana's house you could tell their stature like where they are in the food chain 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, her single, she, she talks about her room, the size of the room and how she does it. It's so earthy and like, even if I have tons of money, that's the how, that's the way I will do up my house. That's the way I've done my house, I would say, more or less. Not that I have tons of money, but yeah. Like, but Smita's house, like there's like these staircase and this big chandelier and all of that. So, you know, she's rich. I know what you mean. Uh, uh, you said that you liked Shabana Azmi's house, right? Right. It is totally my way of, you know, doing up a house as well. It's very, it's not too modern and with, you know, with clean lines and things like that. And it's because that looks very clinical and you don't, it, it doesn't feel like home. But her house is like filled with wicker furniture. And even the couches look very worn in. And you know, putting the mattress on the floor and just putting yeah. the cushions on the wall. It's like, it's like quintessentially Delhi from the 80s. <laughs> Very. <laughs> I was like, for the longest time, I had a just, I'd always had a mattress and I would just sit there until I started getting people in the house who couldn't like just sit on the mat. <laughs> and get up comfortably. <laughs> yeah, get up comfortably. I was like, oh, darn it, I need to buy a couch now. <laughs> I I totally get you because the first house that we, the first apartment we had here, you know, for the longest time, I had a little mattress and pillows there for people to sit. So you see that uh, in Shabana Azmi's house as well. Yeah, we are like quintessentially 80s people only. We are never going to get out of that era. Never. (laughs) And now we have this podcast like on record, which will be like, even when we are gone, it'll be like, there were these two girls. (laughs) Who were stuck in 80s and 90s. Immortalized. Immortalized that era. Yeah. Chashme Badur, Silsila, Art. That's it. That's our zone. That's it. If we could time travel into any of the movies and live there, it would be one of these movies that we would pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I even liked uh, Silsila Me, you know, Amitabh and Jaya's house. Like if I have that tons of money, their house was done in a very earthy, luxurious way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll take that. If I have money, then it'll that'll be my house. <laughs> All right, so moving on from fashion and home decor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Songs. The highlight of this movie. Jagjeet Singh. Did you cry? <laughs> Jagjeet Singh's oh, of course. I mean I don't cry anymore, but I can I can really, really feel the pain. I'm like, yeah, I know. I I mean I don't know, but I know. <laughs> Yeah. Three of the songs are actually written by Kefi Azmi, who is Shabana Azmi's father. And then all of them are written by Jagjeet Singh and the music is by him. They're like so beautiful and so in sync with the mood, with the moment. And it was perfection. And it reminded me so much of Mahesh Bhatt's 80s and, you know, 90s movies that, that was so, so good. It, these kind of songs just fit in with them with his movies you know it doesn't stand out at all it, and also most of the movies are kind of very very much a part of the scene you know yeah. most of them and that just made it even more beautiful so I think we spoke about Mahesh but uh, when we were talking about him as a director we spoke mm. about how beautifully he kind of manages to merge mainstream with you know parallel cinema right yeah and he's been like you know there's not enough credit given but his and his brother Mukesh Bhatt's movies they've always kind of you know the broken through the whatever the movie music scene is going on mm-hmm. and then given a new sound like whether it was Jagjeet Singh like the guzzles were not a part of Hindi movies per se and then this happened 
and then it was him his movies which brought rahat fateh ali khan i think it was one of pooja bhat's directions where you know that was one of the first movies where those sufi kind of songs started coming in and then everybody was singing sufi songs and it was his movies which brought like himesh reshamia kind of music like now that's debatable whether people like it or not but you know there are some tracks which are beautiful and he got him like the both those big so they have this kind of an ear for music like you know people give a lot of credit to yash chopra and uh, subhash gay and all of these people but i think everybody had their own um, sensibility for music which again is so unique to just indian cinema right no other country music has uh, country's movies has to think about the director's sense of music right oh yeah so true it's so indian so indian and that kind of makes them extra smart right or extra creative yeah i guess so because it adds another so he the director not only has to have a good sense of direction but he also needs to have a good ear for music which makes it like yeah he needs to have that extra thing <laughs> yeah, compared to other directors i guess yeah did you have a favorite song oh my god my favorite is always tum itna jo itna jo muskura rahe ho kya gham hai jis ko chupa rahe ho kya gham hai jis ko which is which does not have tears falling out of her eyes but it just just the right amount of tears that makes misty. it sparkly and shiny yeah. right yeah misty yeah oh gosh <laughs> yours what's your favorite i like them all it's so hard to pick but i think more than just for the song for the lyrics i really like tum itna jo muskura rahe ho mm. or or i mean it's a really really strong tie between that and koi ye kaise bataye wo tanha kyun it's so hard to pick but i feel like probably i have a tad bit extra soft spot for koi ye kaise bataye wo tanha ki hai but mostly for the lyrics no even like when i'm saying it is like how do you tell somebody why you are alone like you know even when you're in a crowd how do you tell some i just the lyrics they hit home because they just feel so true because that's quintessentially me like a loner but even when i'm in crowd i'm like Why am I here? <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing? Here? I would rather be home reading a good book. <laughs> yeah, where are my books? Where are my movies? Why do I have to interact with real people? <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful song. So yeah, I think it's a hard, hard question, but I think all of them. I don't know. Mm, I know it's all so philosophical, and they make you think. I, I think that is why I think most of <laughs> Jagjit Singh's songs make make you cry because it's just so. even though it's not written by him but you know <laughs> yeah oh that is also written by kafi azmi yeah that's also written by kafi azmi 
so beautiful all right did you have a favorite scene oh favorite scene i had a lot of favorite scenes um one of the scenes that i liked was not particularly a scene but you know the way the story was between shabana and her maid you know yeah. it was just a very uh, that is also very indian right you know the kind of relationship a maid has with you know the person that she works for it's really nice you know even now like moms have this special relationship with their maids you know they fight and yeah. then you know they'll come like my mom will complain so much but then you know i'll be like why don't you fire her she'll be like no she'll never fire her <laughs> <laughs> you know so that bond was shown so beautifully i thought you know that was really nice you know and also it's kind of very nice to see two women supporting each other emotionally as well right and even though they are from mm-hmm. like totally different you know class they still kind of uh, you know the one common thing is both of them are women and you know they're sim- they kind of going through similar things you know so i i really like that special bond both of them had you know the way she was staying with her when you know the husband was out of the house and yeah i thought it was really nice yeah i i agree i also in- i really liked that that's where i felt like the movie had so many layers he showed three different marriages like one is between her maid and her maid's husband which is so abusive they are like beat each other up but she's like oh you know this is life where what am i going to do uh, he beats me at night i work in the day she says it so casually like as if it's like you know i eat lunch i go to bed and it's like you know no big deal yeah and there are women like that yeah for whom you know it's just a fact of life nothing more nothing less and that's how i think we was we had spoken earlier maybe when we were speaking about sahib bibi gulam or silsila just the fact that you know you're like oh indian society you can't have divorce no matter what income strata you belong to it's just like no you you know you can't even fathom it like what divorce no you'd rather get beaten up and die <laughs> than get a divorce so that's like shown there and so that's one marriage the other marriage is shabana's friend who has a really solid you know good communicative marriage the husband is really taking care of her he's there you know that's what a healthy marriage looks like and then there's a third marriage which is theirs where the husband's not physically abusive but is emotionally abusive and such a hypocrite and an entitled prick it's like his entitlement is literally dripping out of every ounce of his existence and i wanted to like smack him you know it's like so angry he made me and i was like you know even that yeah, that poor man like the poor man who's uh, drunk and beating his wife i can still see some psychological reasoning behind it right like maybe he's so downtrodden he's gotten alcoholic and now he doesn't have any control or maybe he can't find a means of income whatever you can support his existence the way it is i mean i don't want to justify it but you can if you wanted to you you kind of get where he's coming from but with this guy this he's just just like he's such an opportunist he's just yeah. like he's so annoying and when he says that i'm in love with you and i'm in love with this other woman and the way he says it i just wanted to like uh, slap him from like the first scene till the last scene and the fact that this is according to mahesh but this was him like so i don't know props to him for being honest but like dude you were a dick there is absolutely no redeeming quality of this character he does not he just gets up and leave doesn't even inform his wife that he does not plan to come back once he is living even with 
the Kavita, uh, Smita's character, he's still being drunk and, you know, coming home all like slosh. Like, what what is going on? Like, what are you drinking now for? Like, you know, earlier you were like tortured or you were not able to make up your mind. What's going on now? He treats his friend so badly. The friend who's helping mm. him. How he's so rude to him. It's like, do you want to say some nice uh, things about him <laughs> since I've been going on? Oh, no. Now? No, no, no. I cannot even think of any nice thing about him. But all I can say is that he's done his role well, I think, as a good actor because we kind of hated him. You know, I think that is what... I, I think Mahesh Bhatt, knowing him, I think he was just being honest and maybe I think he realizes that he was like that in real life as well. You know, because he is a very authentic and honest director, right? And a, and a human being as well. So I'm assuming he is kind of redeeming himself as a person by showing how bad he was maybe. Who knows? Because that guy had nothing going for him. So I have nothing good to say except for the fact that he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Kulbushan Karbanda is a good actor. But that character was such a douchebag, man. I like talk about male privilege and male bloody toxic behavior. Ugh. But then to counter that, there was Raj Kiran. What did you think about him? He was so good. So I have written down Raj Kiran's role, a true feminist. <laughs> <laughs> right? Completely. That was, this Khulbushan was, character was one extreme and this was another extreme in a good way. This extreme was a good extreme. <laughs> he was a true feminist, you know, almost just the way he loves her unconditionally, you know. He, I mean, he knows that she she is she comes with the baggage, but you know he didn't care. And also, you know, there were so many scenes where he would just. I think there's one specific scene talking about scenes, you know, where he it's a conversation that he has with Shabana, and Shabana says, I think that's the day she had signed her uh, divorce uh, papers, right? And then she meets him, and he tells uh, her that you know, just because your surname Malhotra is you know, has dropped from your name. It doesn't change you as Pooja, right? You're still Pooja and you don't need a man mm-hmm. man to complete yourself. You can just complete yourself. I was like, and he says it in such a nice, I don't know. It was just so beautiful, you know, just that scene. I was like, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So his role was really good. Even towards the end, right? When, when he has to let My favorite go. scene was the last scene. Yeah. That is my favorite scene. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Mine too. Yeah, mine. So, you know, all of the great scenes between Smita and Shabana. Yes, they are amazing. They are great actors and whatnot. Like, watch it for their acting. But I think the best scene which gives me hope and the acting and the writing and the dialogues are all on point. Nothing is too dramatized. Nothing is too unreal. This is where, you know, she comes, like he, now she's let go of Kulbushan Karvanda. Like he comes back and she says, had I done the same thing, would you accept me? And he's like, no. So she's like, well, then see ya, bye. <laughs> now, she, you know, now she's she's let go of her emotional baggage as well. And she can totally, you know, have a relationship with Raj Kiran. But she's like, you know... If I do this now, I'll never be able to find myself. I'll never be able to know who I am. And that was so important. That is exactly what you need. You've just had a really toxic relationship and find yourself. And she says that when I'm through this journey of self-discovery and if I'm ever looking for a relationship again, I will come back to you. Right. And she, he's like, yeah, just go. And then, you know, just go. I totally understand, you know, more power to you for 
choosing this path and then she leaves and she turns around and says thank you and he says don't look back just keep moving forward i was like oh my god where is this guy exactly i want this guy in my life <laughs> i like let her go but i was <laughs> i'm <am> available <laughs> <laughs> yeah can i come to you rajkiran <laughs> 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 and uh, right after that scene you know just before it ends because that is like the you know last scene and then they show like the still out of her walking uh, on the beach with this girl that she has adopted and it's just so beautiful the way it ends they're just walking on the beach and she's just holding the girl and you know she's playing with her and they're playing ends. with yeah yeah so after five movies Finally there is no freaking underlining subline message for women women right. if there is a message it is the message which we just said and it is like said out in like clear words so props to Mahesh Bhatt for that because this mm-hmm. was the first movie of this season where i was like yay there is no <laughs> absolutely I felt like every woman character, right? Not just her, but even the girl who, you know, she stays in a hostel for a bit and you know the girl who stays with her, even her role was so well written in terms of she's not apologetic. She says that yeah. yes, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to go ahead in life and you know she's just an, an apologetic. Everything was so well written and even the maid's character and gosh, so good. Good job Mahesh Bhatt. <laughs> that girl who's uh, her roommate is another one of those uh, you know girls who we'll see a lot of times <laughs> the friend of the... when we were watching the movie and the girl walked in so i was telling my husband this girl is also one of me and tanvi's favorite like best friends <laughs> her name is kiran virale and she's going to come up again so she's our our best friend <laughs> yeah So, she's not the same one as the one who was in Kayamat se Kayamat. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but you know, she's in the same category that we. Same love. category. She just stands yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so well, there were a couple of other people as well. There was uh, uh, Gulshan Grover playing Gulshan for like a two-second role. There is Dilip Tahil playing Dilip for a two-second <laughs> role. So yeah. there were like these, and and the friend, by the way, the the good marriage which I was talking about, uh, the husband. is the guy whose name is Siddharth Kak who used to come in Surabhi Surabhi <laughs> Our nice heart was happy <laughs> I was like this guy is from Surabhi uh the couple the couple with the healthy marriage in that relationship you, you know so both of them are actually married to each other in real life I was like so cute <laughs> uh, so her name I think she took his last name because her name is Geeta Siddharth and his name is Siddharth Kak So I think maybe she didn't want to be a cuck. Her name is his name and last name is Cuck. So she's like I'll take your first name. I don't want to take your last name. And also the the guy who plays whom I said like Kulbushan Kharbanda treats really badly, Harish, his friend. Harish, yeah. We've seen him also in a lot of movies, but you know and I think he was in that serial Bunyad. So when I saw him I was like he oh. was in Bunyad. Maybe and also apparently he was married to Shaba not Shabana. What's her name? Zina Taman. Z Zina Taman. Yeah, his name is Mazhar Khan. But he his role was good. He is the good friend who is kind of trying to show this guy the mirror, saying, "Hey, what are you doing? You know, with your life, kind of thing." Yeah, I think we have uh, said everything we had to say about the movie, right? 
Uh, yeah, we should definitely talk about Smita Patel because I felt like she owned the screen. I mean, everyone knows how great she was as an actor, but you know, especially with this, mm-hmm. you know, she was playing um kind of a mentally ill person. Uh, she has like mental health issues, and I thought she didn't uh, play it in a very caricaturish way, and she played it in a way that was very dignified. You know, so. I really thought, you know, she played that role well because in the 80s, especially, you know, I, I mean, we really did not talk much about mental health and, you know, things like that. So we, so people were not portrayed the right way, but I felt like she had done a good job portraying that. And the fact that, you know, this movie came out in 82 and she passed away in 86. So it's like, so it's like close to that and... I even liked her name, Kavita Sanyal. It was just like very, mm. you know, film. If a film star had a name, it would be Kavita Sanyal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and she was nominated for the best supporting actress for this uh, movie. But I don't think she won it. But yeah. Mm. No, I was just saying, and this is one of the most uh, celebrated movies of her career, which was uh, not just like, you know... Uh, this was also art house, but this was like, you know, we've spoken in our uh, Mahesh Bhatt episode that Mahesh Bhatt was the only director who was able to kind of walk that thin rope where his movies had the look and feel of art house, but they somehow kind of crossed over to mainstream. So, you know, uh, uh, other than Namak Halal, this is the only Smita Patel mainstream movie which people know about. So, I think this is more about Mahesh Bhatt than Smita Patel. Uh, I really like the way that, uh, I like the way he shot Smita Patel. You know, she is dark skinned and you know how India looks at dark skin. <laughs> but I felt like Mahesh Bhatt showed her in such a great natural, you know, skin tone. Very unapologetic in a way, if, you know, if that makes yeah. sense for 80s. And I thought that was just beautiful because nobody, nobody does that in Indian cinema, at least. It takes a Westerner to show Indian skin tone the way it is and make it beautiful. But yeah, to, for an Indian director, I think that was one of the first. So I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So would you recommend this movie? Oh my God. Yes. A hundred times. Yes. <laughs> Would you? I think so too. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it. Like I saw it just last year and then I was like so happy to see it again and I'll be again happy to see it again. And even though it's not like a happy, happy movie, it's not a sad movie either because you know, in the end, you know, there is this message of self-assurance, confidence, empowerment, you know, like, you know, you feel like, yeah, it gives you hope. It's like, Go get it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It gives you so much hope and especially for people like Rajkiran, right? It gives you hope as a woman that, okay, there are still men who are like that, you know, it kind of gives yeah. them hope as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Rajkiran was even in the earlier scene, right? When she's drunk and they, he showed like he takes care of her. And even though when he doesn't have money, he's like trying to, whatever he had, he was like, you know, he did what he did. He gives so much hope to mankind in general, mankind specifically to the men. (laughs) (laughs) Quotes man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think we can go on and on about Rajkiran more than anything else. So uh, clearly we both highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. If you haven't watched it, it's a delight. And we'll be back with our next episode next Monday. In the meantime, you can keep in touch with us on social media, on Twitter at MovieWalaPod and on Instagram at MovieWalaPodcast. Bye. Bye.